welcome to Kirstie Alley on The Verge. Be sure to follow Kirstie on Twitter at Kirstie Alley. You can also follow Kirstie on Parlor at Kirstie Alley. And now you can even follow the podcast Twitter. It's K-A on The Verge. That's K-A on The Verge. And now, get excited. It's a special New Year's Eve edition of Kirstie Alley on The Verge. On tonight's episode, Kirstie talks about everything New Year's Eve. The good ones she's had, the bad ones she's had, and everyone in between. With in-studio special guest Kelly, sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink, and please welcome your host who's wearing her favorite sequined ball gown by Zhang Toy. Your host, Kirstie Alley. Hello, 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 hello. Well, it's New Year's Eve. I guess we can say most of us lived through 2020. Apparently, many didn't, but most did. So, to those still with us, hello, hello. And to those not, then we are going to say prayers for you. But guess what this is? This is New Year's Eve. And guess what? I hate New Year's Eve. And here I am with Corey. Say hi, Corey. Hi, Corey. <laughs> Good job. Sexy, Corey. Sexy. Yeah. You're like Delilah, Corey. I am. I really liked Delilah when I was growing up. I can. You've patterned your speech after Delilah. I have. I'm the, I'm the male version of Delilah. You are. And you can say, just sit back, have a drink, draw a bath, light a candle, and think about those you love. Do it. Can you do Just sit back, relax, and listen to this fine jam going out to Cindy in California. This is Barry Manilow. <laughs> That's perfect. And also here is my children texting me. Um, here is Kelly. Happy New Year. Yes. So I want to take a short poll here because there's just three of us, and I've already said I hate New Year's Eve. So, um, Corey, what's your take on New Year's Eve? Never been a fan. Can you expound? Um, I just uh, think when you go to bars, uh, when I used to, when I was growing up uh, in my 20s and 30s, it was always overpriced. You'd have to pay triple to get in, and the drinks were more expensive, and... It just overall just is overrated. Right. And and then, but did you go out when you were a single man? Did you go out and overrate yourself in bars? Yeah, of course. I think it was kind of what everybody did. I did it for quite a while, and then it got really old really fast. Okay, so what, was, what could you say your best, worst, or dumbest New Year's Eve was? Um, best was probably when my whole family came back. Uh, and we all rented a party bus and went out. When you remember when party buses were a thing? Oh my God, when did you do this? <laughs> yes, I do. We called them drunk buses, but yeah. Um, party buses. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have worst ones. I can't really think of a worst one. I, I didn't, you know, they're all kind of the same. They all kind of blend together. I got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Kel, what about you? Oh, before we start, I just have to say something. Um, I have this one house that, was built as a house in 1912 and then along the way someplace in the late no the early 80s it was turned into an inn 
sort of a bed and breakfast kind of an inn. So it has many, many bedrooms. It has 12 bedrooms. Anyway, so over the years, Kelly, who's worked for me, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, she's worked for me as a nanny and an assistant. And Kelly has a room here at the inn that we call Kelly's room because she's always touting it, how beautiful it is and how cozy and it's not noisy and it's got beautiful leaded windows and it's the best room in the entire house. Well, I decided that I was sick of walking up to my bedroom, which is on the third floor, and it's like climbing Pike's Peak, sort of. So I was too tired this holiday. I mean, I had 16 people and... I loved it. It was all my family. They were all COVID tested for all you Karens. What of? Anyway, um, so I got so I couldn't just walk up those 80 million flights of stairs anymore. So I decided to camp out in Kelly's room. And it I have to admit, Kelly, it's good. I know. It's a hidden gem. It is. It's cozy. It feels safe. It feels like twofold. If there was a fire, you have two directions to go to get out. You do. You have a view. You have a view. But also, if there was a fire, you could go down the main stairs or go down the back stairs or go down one little five stairs and go out the windows on the roof. Yes. Okay. So there's the safety factor. Right. Which is huge. Huge. And then, okay, but so anyway, I've been staying there for many, many weeks now, and I've been enjoying that. But last night... I was going through the drawers up there, <laughs> and Kelly, I want to show Kelly and Corey what I found. Let me, let me grab my purse. Coincidentally, when I first met Kelly, and uh, when she came back for Christmas when she was working for you the very first time we met, yeah. she took me up to that room, she and did? I'm familiar with that room. Okay, now what? Is this like the... No, hold on. Is this the... Kelly, stop talking, Kelly. Corey, is this where you had sex for the first time? No. No, How we about had second ju- or third? We didn't have we sex until... Met. Oh, wait. We did have... We just met. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You just met. So why would you have sex, Kelly? We didn't. We didn't. I think you did. No, I I promise you, we did not. Okay. I tell you. What, did you have sex the next day? No. Okay, we're going to take up this. She's not a... She's a... She's kind of a prude. Um, Okay, I wouldn't go that far, but... I didn't know him. I met him out. We came back for Christmas. Yeah. I met him. I went out with my friends one night. I met him at this bar called The Shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Through friends. It sounds like an upstanding place. I mean, he knew my friends. I knew his, you know, friends. And then. Is this when he had his girlfriend that he didn't tell you about? Yeah, yeah. But then he (sighs) after that night, he asked me, would you like to go out on New Year's Eve? I remember that, but, oh my God, Can I, I change, remember this. Can I change my earlier answer to a bad New Year's Eve? Yeah, okay, because <laughs> this I'm, is you're going to tell the story, but I remember it's coming back to me now because you said you were going out with him and he had some girlfriend. No. Okay, you tell the story because I hated him before he took you out. No, or no, after. No, no, yeah. I didn't hate him then. So he said, okay, do you want to go out with me on New Year's Eve? And I thought... Well, that's aggressive. Like, what you know, New Year's Eve's, even though it wasn't a big night in my eyes, because I, again, am not a New Year's Eve girl, but 
I was like, for a guy to ask that doesn't know you to ask you on New Year's Eve, like I just felt like it was a lot. And so I was like, well, what were you doing? He, it's a Hallmark movie. What are you talking about? Well, that's I think what you said. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll go. And we went. We just went to his brother's family's house and played games. It was very innocent and it was fun, right? Until he left. See, like basically, it was like got. What do you a, mean he left? Got he a, left the party. He. Yeah, so I'm sitting there with playing games with the brother, the brother's wife, the 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 sister of the wife, and the two parents. Parents, and everyone thought he just like went to the bathroom and he never came back. What? I didn't. Wait, you didn't tell me this because yes, I would have banned. Yes, I would have banned you from him. Yes, I, I did. I remember it just a little bit different. But okay, how I mean, do you remember I, it? Because yeah. this is what. But you did never come back, right? Is that true? Uh, I don't. <laughs> he didn't come Maybe. back. He drove you home. So the little sister had to drive me home because I was at their fa- parents' house playing games. It was and, so weird. and you went out with him again. <laughs> what did you do? Leave no, there? Did it. you leave and then go she, see no, your I girlfriend? I, no, Is that why only, you left? No, not only did I go out with him again because we were confused. I was like, "What happened? Like, we didn't." I mean, it was weird, right? Yeah, I think I figured it out. Though. But so. That was the Christmas we found Rudolph, which is a dog that we found in a snowstorm. We looked for Rudolph's home. I was driving back to L.A. with my dog, my fish, and now this stray dog, Rudolph, because we couldn't find his home. And I was like, I've got to find someone to ride with me to L.A. I don't want to do that drive on my own. Right. Anyway, Corey, I don't know. I can't. I honestly can't remember what his story was about New Year's Eve. But it was believable enough that we were like, okay, well, maybe we'll forgive him. And no, no, no. Yes, Can we yes. back it up? No, I think, and no, no, you no. in particular, Kirsty, were like, I go, I think it's weird. I don't know him that well if he drives to L.A. with me. And you were like, no, that's fun. That's adventurous. But I think you probably just wanted me to get in the car and go. No, I wanted you to have the fun adventure. I think you didn't tell me that he left. Because here's the deal. I would put this together like this. I would say that Corey left because he had another date called the other girl he was dating, and he left and he went to see her. Am no, I wrong or right? You're, I wasn't. The thing about this whole situation was is I wasn't dating her. Oh, really? What do you call that? I don't know what you call it, but I... I, I, I thought you lived I, with her. No. See, okay. that's the misconception. Okay, that was... I got. I might need to know the whole story here because Kelly may have made me hate you. For that's no for reason. another podcast. Okay. We, we can talk about... Okay, but where did you go? Well, now we're, in, we're there. Where did you go? I... You know, it's been so long. Oh <laughs> did you get sick? Did you go throw up? Were you drunk? What happened? I, I was drunk, but I don't... Rem- I, I don't honestly remember. I, I It wasn't... I didn't go... I don't, I don't even remember. Okay, it was a blackout. Let's just well, call it... Well, I think it had something to do with this other something he made up some story that sounded sort of good enough that i was like okay you can drive to la with me but i was still at that point it's not like we had like made out you know i mean we were just getting to know each other at that point but i I definitely was like this person i don't know about him yeah but right didn't i say isn't this guy expecting to like jump in your bed when you stop? No, but I had just met him. We had. Well, I understand, but don't guys think they're supposed to jump in your bed even if they don't know you? No, no, because oh, we were at the bar the first night we met, and then we no. went to New Year's, and it was at the family party. 
I get that yeah. you weren't going to be having sex in front of the family. <laughs> but you do each have your own places. Uh, and you have beds no, here in the inn. I know, but I wasn't going to bring him back here. No. That would have been weird. I was weird. working. That would have been weird. I was working. So it, that wasn't going to be an option. If I liked him, it wouldn't have been weird. But So we drove to L.A., all the dogs and the fish. I remember when you drove there, and I thought, wow. And that was we, fun. We sort of, yeah, it was fun. And we sort of talked... Like a, a little bit after that, like, you know, because I liked him. I thought he was funny, whatever. But it wasn't, I was living in LA. He was here. It wasn't going to be like, I think I sent him a fish. On, yeah, we kept on, in touch. I think I sent him a fish on Valentine's Day. And, and I wrote her a song. Oh, and I made him write. <laughs> you wrote her a yes, song? Yes, it was called. Did pump- it go like Kelly, Kelly, Kelly? No, it was called no. Pumping Kelly, the Grundle. It was about our New Year's Eve experience. Pumping she challenged, the she challenged <laughs> me to write a song. Can you sing it? No. Corey? No. It's so good. Can you please sing a little <laughs> bit of it? Please. Which come on. made me like him more because he was like talking about New Year's Eve and I walked down the stairs and it was like a silly, funny okay, song. Okay, let's hear it, Corey. Well, I'll have to play it for you. We can we can insert why, it. Why do you have to play it? Do you have it like, are you singing to an orchestra or something? Why can't you just yeah, sing it right like here? Yeah, it's like guitar. It's like a whole It's a whole thing. production. It's a production. It's not just like an acoustic Okay, jingle. you didn't tell me about this either. I've got I've got mixed feelings about it if I go back in time. And then that's how she fell in love with me. I wrote a well, song. Well, I did. I was like, oh my God, he really wrote me a song. He's so funny and blah, blah, blah. What should I send him for Valentine's Day? Because I sort of did like him and I sent him the fish. Because I okay, felt like that wasn't... leaving stu- stuff out that you told me about. I didn't hear about pumping the grundle. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not hear about you giving him a fish for Valentine's because Day. Because here's why. Because here's I would have said, he's got a girlfriend. This is totally unethical. No, but and we didn't necessarily know he had a girlfriend at this point. Okay, so then, then after this, that. it phased out. I didn't speak to him, hear him, talk to him for six years. I mean, I was in L.A. I was at my... Yeah, but where did... Okay, you didn't... It, you spaced out for six years. Yeah. None. You never found out where Corey was no. and pumping the grundle. No, and because he lived in which I live. You know, it was a phase out. It wasn't like we, there was anything that happened. Okay, speaking of phase outs, then, back to my. Oh, go ahead. Then where the girlfriend chimes in just to wrap up the story is yeah. six years later. Where you and I are in Florida, I get a Facebook message from said girlfriend. Oh, uh, really? Let's make up a name for her. What could we call her? Dummy. Sinsin. <laughs> Let's call her Simpson. And she was like, I just found out that so many years ago you were on a date with my boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. But that's. And all the things. And then I was honest with her. I go, here's the deal. I was, I did. I did go out with your to your with your boyfriend. I wasn't. We on, weren't together though. No, That's I the, understand. I did go out with your boyfriend on New Year's Eve, but it wasn't a big deal. It's not like we dated. In fact, you left me sitting with his parents. <laughs> right. Like I, I was on it. I was like, but you know, we maybe talked, you know, as friends. It wasn't a big thing. Yeah. So I wouldn't really worry about me as a threat. I haven't even heard from this person in six years because I sort of felt bad for. Her. Right. Did we drive by her house and TP her? No, that was a <laughs> different boyfriend. Okay, okay. So go ahead. Go. Ahead. I get your people. So that. So what you're remembering about girlfriend is actually yeah. six years later. Okay. Okay. It's six years later. I just don't go, get what happened up front. But you're saying it's because you went away. But I mean, he drove to L.A. So here's what happened last night, though. So I'm in Kelly's room. You know, the one that I love that I now love and I'm sleeping and I open the drawers because I'm having guests come and if they have that room, I mean, I don't know what's in the drawers and I find this. <laughs> this is a photo. Good God. In, Who's that fine gentleman? This is a photo in a frame and who is that? 
it was my boyfriend. Why are you turning red? What See, is- now the tables have turned on you. <laughs> how young I am in that picture. I was probably 21. You look like the same. She looks the same. That was my boyfriend when I was 21. What was his name? I mean, should I say his name? You should spell yeah. it out loud. His name was Ryan Shar. Okay, Ryan Shar. Yeah. So does that mean Shar also had sex with you in that yeah. room up there in that bed? No. I don't even think Shar's ever been to this house. His picture's still really? here. Why is his picture in the drawer <laughs> in the room I, you stayed I was your nanny or assistant at the time. I don't know which one. And he was my boyfriend, so I was probably like doing the cute thing where you travel with your picture of your boyfriend. Did you okay, ever travel with a picture Char, of me? Where did Ryan Shar live? Nope. He lived in Kansas City. So he wasn't here. No, so I was like, oh, there's a picture of my boyfriend. I'll pack that. And I'm going to put it right over here on the table. I'm going to prop it up. I know. I like the way, I mean. Corey, are you jealous of looking at this? I don't get jealous. No. Oh, oh, I'm actually God. friends with that guy. Uh, me? That makes it You've never worse. gotten jealous of anything? No. Why no, would I I've get heard jealous? you jealous. Okay, well, I trust human. you. Everybody gets jealous in some capacity. No, I trust my wife. Well, I'm going to start making you jealous. You are? Why would you do yeah, that? So you look, this is New Year's Eve. This is sort of a night when people do make people jealous. I know, but every, every couple should sort of feel a vulnerability of jealousy in like a healthy way. Yeah, I, I feel like you should trust the other person, but you should... I think you have to stay on guard a teeny bit. Well, like if somebody was like... Corey's funny, so if someone was like laughing and adoring him, I wouldn't think that you were doing something wrong, but I'd be like, oh yeah, she gets it. And if she had on false eyelashes and stuff, you'd be like... (laughs) You'd call me up and go, oh my God, this bitch. I'm going to show these false eyelashes. No, I'd be like, Kelly, what's your name? I'm Kelly, Corey's wife. Yeah, you'd bump right in. (laughs) Okay, so I want to tell my... I had some experiences on New Year's Eve, and I think it led to why I don't like New Year's Eve. But, okay, so I'll... Like, I you start? don't like it, or you just don't want to do the events of it? And it's, 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 it's I, I don't like it. It's exhausting, and I put it in a category called forced holidays. Okay. New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day. Yeah. Valentine's Day, you're forced to go somewhere, give someone a valentine, and that means with girls, it doesn't mean a card. It means give them, like, a... I don't know, like a diamond or or you have to do something or ask them to marry you or it, it has, has to feel romantic. It has to feel romantic. And maybe yeah. you were at work that day. Maybe you're super tired. And now you got to go be romantic and you don't even feel romantic. Or maybe you've been with them for 10 years and ugh, I mean, you'd rather spend time hunting eggs with your kids on Easter. <laughs> anyway, I'm just I know I'm a little bitter about Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve because New Year's Eve to me is like it's just a big drunk fest yeah. So if you're if you're an observer, like I don't drink very much, but if I'm an observer and everyone's just totally shit faced, sloshed, you know, and then at the clock strikes twelve and everybody's mashing on each other, and I, I think it can be fun. Like here in two thousand, I went to remember when Y two K was going to happen and the end of the world was going to happen. Yeah, all the computers were going to fizz and the airplanes were going to shut down. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, the world was ending. The world was ending. So. I decided where I would like to be when the world ended was Paris. Good so, call. for New Year's Eve. So, I thought this is exciting. It either ends and we're in Paris or, you know, or we're in Paris. <laughs> no matter, my kids are, you know, in LA, but I'm in Paris. So, that was sort of selfish. Anyway, so I went to Paris with a boyfriend and I thought he was going to well, let's face it. I I thought he was going to ask me to marry him. Okay. Right. So, uh, I, we're, 
we we stay at this hotel called Hotel Coast, which is this real ritzy ditzy, way too hipster hotel in Paris. And all everyone who works there, even the plumbers and the mechanics, all look like Armani models. And I'm not even lying. Right. They, no. They, and the music is. It was before its time. It, it's just that way still. If you went there, it's all oh, you know. It's like all that Euro trash music, but sort of soft and like when you walk to the elevator, you accidentally go into the rhythm of and you look around and you think I'm super cool. Then you see like a waitress and she's an Armani model. So you just want to go out the door anyway. So staying there and then the big plan was we going to this big dinner at the top of basically at the top of Paris, the world, this place that I think it was 360, this restaurant. I don't know what it was. Okay. And right out in front of me was the Eiffel Tower about, you know, maybe it's a quarter of a mile away, but it looked like it was just sitting, you know, on my plate. So anyway, it's so hot in here. I have to take my sweater off. Sorry, Corgi, I don't have anything on under it, but just whatever. (laughs) It's New Year's Eve. It's New New Year's Year's Eve. Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Just ignore me. So anyway, so at midnight, the... I don't know if you remember this or not, but the Eiffel Tower was lit up for the first time in the history of the Eiffel Tower. It was, it, it was glittering. It was the most beautiful spectacle of my life. Oh, pretty. Right? Yeah. It was just stunning and romantic and oh my God. And so we were sitting there, you know, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And anyway, then we go back to the hotel room and I presume, of course, to have like mad, mad 2000 sex. Right. Do you know? And we're going to prepar- party like it's not 1999. We're going to party like it's two twenty zero. How do you say that? 2000? 2000. Lord. It's been so long ago. It feels like it was just yesterday. Anyway, so he just didn't really want to have sex. Uh, I was like, yeah. you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you don't want to have sex. I haven't gotten my proposal. <laughs> I actually said something like, oh my God, this is so crazy. I'm so, this is, I thought maybe you were going to propose or something, because he, we had talked about, I thought you were going to propose, and he goes, no, what kind of an idiot proposes on Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve, that it's like so cliche, shut up, why would, I'm like, he's cheating on me. (laughs) (laughs) So there was like the almost best, oh, and then get this, Corey, you don't know this, when we left, I was filming a show at the time. In L.A. and I had to be back. We'd stretched it. Like, I had to be back on this certain day. So my dream was to go on the Concorde. Oh, yeah. From Paris to New York and then fly New York to L.A. So that was the route. But I had to be back that day. So we get on the Concorde. It has tiny windows. I'd been told that, but I didn't realize how tiny. They're like grapefruits size. They're minuscule. And, you know, it's going to break the sound barrier. And I'm, I'm nervous to fly anyway. But I was like, oh, my God, my dream is to fly on the Concorde. So... So we looking- back out. We back out on the plane. We're taxiing backwards. Is it called backing out? Whatever it is. Yeah. Boom! It hits something. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, my God. We're, we're, we're going to break the sound barrier in a plane? It just hit something? Oh, my God. And they don't come on. And they said, okay, um, stand by. And I go, stand by. Fuck you all, fucking people. I'm fucking out of here. And I stood up. I run to the front. I go, open the fucking door. Open the fucking door. And the 
the stewardess, you know, she's French, so whatever she says. I'm like, open the door. I'm getting off this plane. I have the right to get off this plane. The Concorde has hit something. <laughs> anyway. So they open the door and they let me out. And my boyfriend, cheater, was going like, you're just being so dramatic. I go, I'm not being dramatic. You don't break the sound barrier in a damn plane to just hit something. Right. So anyway, I'm like marching off the plane. I'm, I'm, so, I'm freaking out so bad that I'm just sweating and about dying anyway. Cut to 15. And now I go in and I'm at the, you know, I have to go find a plane to get back to L.A. But I can't because the Concorde takes what? How long does it take to get to L.A.? Like half the time, right? Yeah, three hours or something to get to New York. And then and we would miss the plane. And right. 30 minutes later, here comes the whole plane procession coming out of the plane. Right? <laughs> And they also they that was the they canceled the Concorde. Now get this though, this is very weird. Six months later, the first and only Concorde crash occurred, and in Paris, leaving Paris. I don't know if you remember this or not. I don't. But, but it la- and then they stopped flying Concords. Period. A hundred percent. They'd only had one crash. It it killed everybody on board. And I kept thinking, what if it was. I don't Same know how plane. many Concords. Do you know how many Concords there are? I in don't. That fleet. I don't. But I thought, what if it was the Concord that backed out? That right. yeah, that was in July. It was in July. July yeah, 25th. and my thing was in January, but it was like, yeah, crazy. what if it didn't get fully handled? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so that was that one. Oh Lord, you know what my horrible, my most horrible New Year's Eve was. This one is really sad. This t- <laughs> can you sing a song while we're doing? What's the name of that song you wrote for Kelly? <laughs> Pumping the Grundle. Can you, Corgi? Can you just pump the Grundle over there while I'm telling my sad yeah, tale? I don't know if you want me to do that. Here. <laughs> okay, so I wasn't allowed to go to any what you would consider, like as a kid, a cool place because my mother thought everyone was filled with hoods at the time that was like gangbangers but it would be called hoods then okay so i wanted to go to places like joyland you know joyland oh yeah yeah, well we weren't allowed to go to joyland we got to go to kitty land okay but joyland was too hoodie right okay so and wasn't it joyland that had the skating rink there right roller rink Pretty sure. Not when I was there. I don't know. Okay, well, wherever the roller rink was here, and I can't remember where, but it was a New Year's Eve, and I spent the night with my cousins, Patty Sue and Jimmy, and those guys got to do... The roller rink. They got to do shade ball shit. They got to, because sort of their boyfriends were sort of hoodie and their girl, you know? Right. So I spent the night, I think I was about, I was between 10 and 12, but anyway, I was at the roller rink. It was New Year's Eve, and right when I, oh, before I... Okay, so I wanted people to think I was rich. Right. In my whole life, I've wanted people to think I was rich. Because Naturally. I was actually really not at all, completely. So when I went to the roller rink, I didn't want people to think that I had to rent skates. Okay. So <laughs> I would wear my jeans, and then my cousin Patty Sue loaned me pink pom-poms. Okay. So I tied the pom-poms on my <laughs> roller skates, 
and I went to the bathroom, tied my pom poms on my roller skates, and I pulled my jeans way down over the back of the number. Like oh, if you so had bowl- custom. Yeah, but it'd be like if you went bowling and you had to rent bowling shoes. And then I tied pom poms on them to make it look like yeah, my exactly. Good idea though. And then you pulled your jeans way over the number of the bowling shoes, the yeah, size. I, that's a good idea. So then I come, you know, flying out of the bathroom, and I was feeling like, oh my god. Here I am. I'm with hoods and I'm so excited and I'm beautiful. And I, I really had a lot of confidence. I was between 10 and 12 and I, I was, and this guy skates by me and I wasn't a good skater. Right. But I was so confident that I feel like I was flying, right? And this guy comes whizzing by me. I bet he's probably 14 to 15, maybe 16. So handsome. So, oh my God. So I started daydreaming. I started. <laughs> I knew that at midnight there's going to be the midnight dance. Like the couple skate. The moonlight, yeah. midnight, New Year's Eve dance where the confetti would fall. And so I spent the whole time like sort of slowly skating by him and sort of, <laughs> now when I think about it, I can't even imagine how dumb I looked, but, you know, sort of, I wasn't winking, but I was flirting, right? You were given the flow. Yeah. And I was, you know, I had boys my age that were sort of trying to, hey, Kirsty, do you want to skate? And I was like, no, I don't. No. Are you kidding? I've got a guy who's like a lot older and he's cool. He's probably rich. Anyway, and he looks sort of like a hood. He looks sort of like Fabian. Anyway, so I was skating around and I just knew he was going to ask me. So he starts coming towards me and he bumps into me sort of hard. And I'm so dumb and dorky. I went, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say and he didn't say excuse me or anything I go thank you because I'm a dork and then I was like well I thought he was going to ask me and then there was another time you know we we're at the concession stand and he was standing there and he said hi and I think oh, this is it he's going to ask me he's going to ask me for so well of course he didn't ask me but when the moonlight dance happened he was with this really beautiful girl Oh, no. You know, she was sort of hoodie looking like him, but, you know, she had big hair, blonde, boobs. I was like flat, like a board. And I see them, they skate by, and she was skating backwards. No, he was skating backwards, and she had her arms over his shoulders, like hanging on him. Oh, so they were Making out. Right, yeah. So now I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, my dreams are just crushed. So now the lights start doing that real you know, low thing and some confetti's going. I'm skating by myself. And I sort of went out of my body and looked at myself. I had really short hair, like a pixie. I had no boobs. I was, I was skating, you know, not great. My arms were like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> swinging like dumb, like a goon. And, and I was, I wasn't a smooth skater. I was like, clank, 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 clank. So you were awkward. Yes, but I didn't know I was then because I had my pom-poms and everything. And then when I realized how dorky and stupid, like, then I'm starting crying, and, but it was dark, so it was sort of okay. You know, you have the lights going around, but it's sort of dark for yeah, the moonlight skate. The crystal ball. And I'm like, ah! beginning of the end of New Year's It was Eve. tragic. Yeah. Oh, well, and then and then what happens in Paris? You know, I have it all made up in my head. Yeah, your unks, unks in the elevator and... Get- yeah, everything. And the most romantic thing in the world. Oh, and his parents came to Paris to surprise us. 
the you know, and the Paris story. His parents were there to surprise us for New Year's Eve. You go away and you spend like eight billion dollars for this romantic, where somebody's going to ask you to marry them. I mean, it's like the same story all over again. Yeah. It was the roller rink. He was, he, yeah, I could tell. No, you don't want to have sex. You don't want to marry me. You. You think I'm dumb for running with my hair on fire out of the Concord? What? Yeah, well, it goes from that <laughs> exhilarating buildup of what New Year's could be to total disappointment. Yeah, because you know what? It's never that. It is never that. It is never. And it it, it feels weird and embarrassing. And, and then uh, when people are kissing on the strike of midnight and you're not... Right, but in your mind, they're kissing, <laughs> they're kissing, and they're like so mad lovers. But everybody in the truth, everybody in the truth, whatever that means, in the truth, the truth is they're mostly all sloshed, and they're making out with somebody like they just grabbed, do you know? Oh, yeah. And like, ah, it's that. Yes, correct. And maybe the lucky ones... Like, do you? Th- and I don't think it's so cliche if it, when the clock struck 12, if you ask someone to marry you. No. Is that too dorky? No, it's like a Meg Ryan movie. It is like a Meg Ryan movie. I keep trying to make these New Year's Eves into these movies. So now, what am I doing tonight? <laughs> well, I am going to put on my cozy PJs and. Oh, yeah. Maybe turn on the. You know, I like to turn on the TV. Well, we, Corey and I usually, dropping. yeah, Corey and I usually will have maybe a couple people over to play games, but just in sweats, low key. Yeah, but are you doing that tonight? Because I thought you were doing nothing, and I invited you to dinner. No, we are. We don't. We haven't even talked about. Do that. you have your friends coming over? No, and, wait, it's no. COVID. Going to be it's COVID. Skating all around. Well, it's, I got. I, I, it's, I, I, it, <laughs> no, it's COVID. So no friends coming over. Thank God. Um, Do you even have friends, you guys, other than I me? Don't. Because Corey doesn't know. That would be disappointing <laughs> to me, really. No, I don't. <laughs> So that's what you're going to do. Well, I thought we were going to go to Oslo at We five. are. We're going to go to Chinese food. At five. At five. And then I cannot, I have to, I have to be honest. I don't think for the last three years I've even stayed awake for the, da, 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 the ball dropping situation. It feels like filled with drunks, cheaters, and fake laughter. You know, it's in, it's forced. People are like, eh. am, am I just like Grinchy? Because if I am, I've been Grinchy since I was like 10. <laughs> no, I totally think that a lot of people would be in alignment with that. I mean, I'm not a big New Year's girl either because of the expectations and the yes. disappointment. That's the word. They're, those are the two holidays. I don't Valentine's think there's anyone. Day and that. Have expert. No, I know people that love. I'll tell you when I loved it. And this is when my friends all loved it. I had this huge party once. I was married to Parker. And I was, you know, it was like my heyday. I've got cheers going on. I'm rolling in the dough. I've got the big house. I've, I decided to have this big party, New Year's Eve party. I call my friends at Marineland and I say, can you bring a couple of penguins over here that walk around so it'll look like it's they're in tuxedos i mean you know they brought two emperor penguins that were tame they just walked around and people petted them <laughs> that's when you know you're making a lot of money <laughs> I, wasn't it crazy it was actually free they go we'll do it as a gift because i was making donations to marine land you know to help the animals to rescue the animals and stuff but it was one of those parties where 
you, these people were invited. They would just drop in. Like Drew Barrymore came over, and she was really, really young then. And Drew Barrymore came, and all the guys, Kiss, Gene Simmons, and Paul Stanley. And I know I'm name dropping, but I was shocked. I don't know these people. I didn't like invite them. Right. They just started all dropping in from <laughs> every time I've had ones. a big party. But that's tr- what happens. Yeah, yeah. People bring their friends, and they're way bigger stars than I've invited. <laughs> you know. So I'm like, oh my god! Remember that time I had that party? The stupid party? No, the great party. No, but it was called the stupid party. Was it what? I'm the having a one? stupid party. The huge one where I had go-go dancers and, and you had mermaids and stuff. Mermaids yeah. and all these people. And I invited all my friends who were celebrities. And then all of a sudden people were like Blondie was there and the Pointer Sisters and uh and, and they all and then all of a sudden I was standing and David Crosby, all these people were there, and a lot of these guys were my friends, but then the other ones I didn't even know, and they just kept bringing their own they're bigger, bigger celebrity friends. And then I had a band on a stage that I'd had made and go-go dancers and stuff. And then suddenly, Blondie's up on stage singing The Tide is Right. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm. She's singing that. So fun. With Lisa Marie Presley on one side and then June Pointer singing Jump. And I'm like, so. I didn't pay any of these people. Oh, my God, this is a big <laughs> bonus. I mean, you couldn't have paid for this entertainment. <laughs> That's the fun part. But, yeah, because there were like 200 people going to be there. It ended up 400. But, I ended up almost getting kicked out of my neighborhood because the party went on until 4. But those are parties, even the New Year's, that you probably didn't have high expectations and were disappointed. It was like you had right, certain it was expectations and then you got bonuses. Right. I thought that the Penguins... We're going to be the it, you know. Oh, my God, there's penguins walking around this party, you know, and you can pet them. Oh, my God, when do you ever get to get this close to a penguin? And they're not even scared. They weren't scared. They were they were just walking around, looking at people. It was crazy. So then when all these, when the celebs start bringing their celeb friends, yeah. and I am impressed. I'm, damn, who are, look at these people. Yeah. They're like big stars that I don't know as my friends. It was, that was a good New Year's. I have to say, maybe that was maybe my best. What year was that? Oh, God. Let's see. It was before True. So I'm going to say like 1991. Dang. Yeah. I'm going to say it was 1991. And it was, it, it, it was magical. And you're right. I just thought, you know, I've got caviar. I've got this. I've got that. Everybody's got what they need. And that other party that we're talking about was when I moved in my new house. And remember on Aberdeen? Yeah. So I had torches everywhere. Yeah. And then I had mermaids swimming in the pool and a giant dance floor and... Big ice sculpture. Ice sculpture. And I remember Marlo Thomas loves caviar. And I had a thing filled with like seven pounds of caviar. And so (laughs) she was just standing there all night eating caviar. And I was like, God, you're a girl after my own heart. That's the way I eat. I love caviar like that. We had that big ice bar with all the chinoiserie things frozen in it. It was like a true, that was like a real Hollywood Hollywood party. party. Yeah. But it, you know, when you watch these shows now, like with the Kardashian guys and stuff, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on those parties. Oh, I remember I spent a lot of money for me for that party and it was like 40 grand. And that for me was like a... Who does that? Right. I was like, this is my new life starting in this new house and all these people coming. And and remember the, and then remember the, <laughs> the go-go dancers, because I had these boxes built that lit up and they were go-go dancers. But one of them was like 
high as a kite on something. So she's standing in my bedroom getting ready to go, 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 go out there. And my son, True, was, True, was like, how old was he when I moved in there? Eight or seven or something? Anyway, Six. he's sitting on my bed and she's like half naked, <laughs> like doing stretches and oh, oh, you know, like, oh, and then doing a little go-go dance in front of the mirror. And, and I'm like, what are you? I look over, True's like eyes are bugging out of his head. <laughs> this is the best thing he's ever seen in his life. And I go, excuse can you take that somewhere else? You see, I have an eight-year-old son here. I don't, she's like, oh, yeah. I can take it somewhere. She's like so high, I have no idea what she was high on. She was a really good dancer, though, once she got on that box. Bio, bio. Wasn't that the party you became really good friends with Courtney Love, or were you already good friends with Courtney Love? I don't know. Was that where I met Courtney Love? Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes I forget where I meet right. people. And they're always, it's like when, you know, it was like when I met Prince, it was the most surreal. I was in uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis for the um, Special Olympics. And I was, I think I was supposed to say something or do something. Which, yay, good, you know. And so everyone had cleared out of the stadium, but I had these boots that were coming unlaced. So I'm sitting on the ground in the middle of the stadium. There's almost no one. It's an indoor stadium, but there's almost no one around me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, from behind, this voice goes, um, Hi, I'm Prince, and this is my dad. And I turn around, it's Prince. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? And I go, you know, I'm trying to be. <laughs> I go, hi, Prince. Hi, I don't remember what his dad's name was. But who could? I went probably into a coma when he introduced himself. But it was like so shocking to me. And whenever I am around someone who's famous like that, I go into that thing like in the roller rink where, oh, my God, my hair is so stupid. I'm so dumb. I'm so this. So yeah. he's talking to me and talking to me. And then we became friends. We actually became good friends. Now, there's an unlikely. But you were and you were on his album, right? Yes. Purple Rain? No, no, I was I was on um, Sexy MFR. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But he, but I feel like in my life I have had the most unlikely friends and unlikely meetings. I know, but that's fun. Yeah, because I'm pretty straight. Well, and you're you can be kind of shy. I know. I'm because I'm also goony. I'm like shy, goony, and straight. So you think like, <laughs> well, you know, what is Prince seeing in this? Uh, what's Courtney Love wanting to talk to you about? <laughs> what do you do? You know, but I have a whole list of friends like that. Yeah. So it it's always sort of. So I guess it comes back around to when, when I had those parties, and people would come in. Maybe they looked at me a little differently than I was looking at me, like. The girl with the really short hair who can't roller skate who just got stood up by the Fabian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So what do you... So I wonder what other people are going to do tonight. I like to think... This is one thing I like to do on New Year's Eve. I do like to make resolutions. Mm -hmm. I always make the resolution to get skinny. Mm -hmm. Always. I'm sure everyone does. I know. I do it. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. I'm going to get skinny now, though, because I have to film a movie in June. So I'm going to... Balls to the walls. I'm going to balls to the walls. And I'm really good at getting thin. I just can't stay thin longer than three years, apparently. <laughs> I don't know if something happens. But I do like to make resolutions, and I'm going to put some new ones in there. I'm going to put some new resolutions. And I think it's smart that people decide things and make 
resolutions. But the dreamy part of New Year's Eve is I do, it's sort of a voyeur holiday for me. I like to think about the people who are out there who maybe just went on a date and fell in love and kiss each other, you know, a new beginning. Yeah, you like to picture the movie. I know, real life fucking sucks. And when you look at the movie, they, you know, they love each other. They really do. And they always get lost in the crowd. Mm -hmm. And then they're getting on the train and they see the person across from them on another train and then it's panic and you're like go go run run go you gotta and they do and then they kiss why can't my fucking life be like that well you're rooting for them yeah i want someone to root for me to the point where that is my life yeah i think you have a bunch of people rooting for you for what i don't know making out with somebody amazing and falling madly in love with the most amazing person on a train but is that really what you want? Yes. You get sick of them after forty-five no. minutes. Well, maybe maybe twenty twenty <laughs> was so grim for so many that maybe the resolutions for twenty twenty-one will come into fruition. I know, but see, twenty twenty for me was sort of like how I live my life anyway. Oh yeah, Corey and I had no problem quarantining because we basically invented quarantining. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, We're all a little bit reclusive, but don't you think everybody's, I mean, there's, there's a handful of people that I know still that they're out there rocking the Casbah still. Sure. And I feel bad for them. I'm like, really? Sure. Sure. But even though the quarantining reclusive kind of stuff was happening and that's the norm, there was just so much negativity on TV, the media, whatever that I think Maybe people are like, let's turn this around. I want to turn that part around too. You know, I just feel it like was, it was mean. It was a on mean a bad, year. yeah, on a bad day. You know, when you're sort of like in the dumps, that stuff made it worse. So I agree. There just wasn't a lot of of positive. No, and you know, I went against my. You could call it my moral code or my policy. I've never watched the news, and this last year. I watched the news. Well, it was hard not to. Right. So and when I'm watching the news, then I'm just... its What it's like is like reading an article about myself in a rag magazine, knowing that 95% of it is a lie. And then you see people carry it. They care, go with it, especially on social media. Nobody checks anything out. It's just like, oh, guess what happened? Blah, blah, blah. And they're just parrots. Yeah. So i I feel like... I got to go back to that. My New Year's resolution has to be go back to just living your life. And because if you just, if I just live my life and I look around me, everything, almost everyone I know is happy, doing well. Well, sure. I mean, everybody has struggles, but you know, it's, 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 life is great. Yeah. And you, I mean, all of us try to surround us ourselves with people that are good and positive and. Right. And if you were like, let's say if you had. I've experienced this in my own life. Let's say you don't have any money or you don't have, you have very, very little money. If you're surrounded by positive, good people who are fun and good, you're going to have a good life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll probably worry about not having enough money. But then if you have a lot of money and you surround yourself by assholes, you're not going to have a good life. So it all boils down to surrounding yourself, you know, six feet apart. Fuck me. <laughs> with good There's people. that negativity. Yeah. Masked up. Masked, Masked up. up. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to make the New Year's resolution that, well, I didn't work all of 
2020. Well, what are you talking you about? You've rest. done a podcast. You started a podcast. <laughs> started a very a po- popular podcast. Well, that's That's nice. work. That is work, but I didn't hit a set, you know. And But I have to say that my friends that I've talked to that are filming, well, not maybe in the last few weeks, but before, it sounded like a nightmare. It, I think it, I mean, my friends that were on sets, I think it was a nightmare. Yeah. So that's okay. <laughs> but this year, I'm going to work really hard. <laughs> And I'm going to film that movie, and I'm going to do a series, and I'm going to do all these things, and I'm going to redo my dream house. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Can um, you can you talk about what this movie you're going to film is about? Or no? I can't because I'm just reading the script, but I'm going to do it. I like it. I'm not the big star of it, but there's only one star of it. There's one guy. He's the star. I'm not the star. But honestly, I didn't work all last year, so I'm happy to walk on a set where I'm not the star. I'm happy to be... Second fiddle. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Ease back in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to ease back in. Because I'm always inhibited and, you know, if if it's my own show, if it's my own series or my own show or my own movie, I'm only a little inhibited. But if it's walking onto somebody else's stuff, you know. Yeah. That and was... that's how a movie is almost always. Yeah. You, you're walking into somebody else's creation, you know. Mm-hmm. So. That feels inhibiting, and that roller skate girl who, yeah, is clonking along. I mean, I can just see me, and I wasn't even looking out my own eyes. I think I flipped around out of my body and was just looking at me like, like, why do I you really think he's going to ask you? Look at him over there with his dream boat with the long blonde hair. And yeah, and they're skating backwards, and they're hold. I can't even <laughs> skate forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ought to wish everybody a happy new year and. I can just say I want it to be happier than my version of my New Year's and maybe Kelly's and maybe Corey's. Yes, we're going to go to a fun dinner at five o'clock. I'm in. Yeah. I'm I, in. Ho- I hope you all have a happier one than that, too. And ring the New Year in. Let's ring it in. Let's change our lives. Let's. I do want people to change. make their decisions. What are you going to do to change your life and change your life because – you know, New Year's Eve is sort of like a marriage. It It's the wedding is not really, you know, that's only the event. Yes. Then you have the rest of your life. So the rest of this year, I just want everyone to win, win, and people be happy and no more masks and no more monkey business. Can we say that? Yes. Cheers. 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 Happy New Year. That wraps up another episode of Kirstie Alley on The Verge. Be sure to follow Kirstie on Parlor at Kirstie Alley. Follow Kirstie on Twitter at Kirstie Alley. And you can now follow the official podcast Twitter at KA on the Verge. That's KA on the Verge. If you like what you hear, be sure to share this podcast with your friends. Also, leave a comment, rate the podcast wherever you listen to it. We'd greatly appreciate it. We'd also like to thank Anchor.fm. If you have the Anchor app, Leave us a message. We listen to every single one of them, and we love your feedback. And if you have a question for Kirsty, hit her up on Twitter. Hit her up on Parlor. She'd love to hear from you. And from everybody at Kirsty Alley on the Verge, we're wishing you a happy new year, and we'll see you in 2021.